music is slick man these camera angles are hard to control and this is my returned phone charger say goodbye to the child goodbye child <laughs> what's up guys welcome back to another episode of deep space today we are going to be talking puerto rican statehood on saint patrick's day i don't know how this happened uh i guess fuck white people is how this happened i guess i guess that's that's i don't like you know, I just I've been opening the floor up to people and letting them pick the topics and schedule shit out. And I'm only a quarter Irish, so I guess I didn't give a shit either. You know, whatever. It's a day to get some corned beef, maybe get some cabbage and uh, drink until you pass out. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I hope you have fucking green on, because if you don't, you 100 percent are giving uh, an Irishman the right to kick your ass today. Um, that's all I have to say about that shit. All right, let's get into this. First and foremost, I'm going to bring in our wonderful pool of talent, and our beautiful guest number one is going to be Alexa. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you? I'm super excited to be here for this very important topic on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, very happy to include Puerto Rican culture, you know, on this day, because for me, the Irish can just choke on their potatoes for all I care. Wow. Wow. Mm, okay. Again, I'm only a quarter Irish, so I'm going to let it slide because I really don't care. <laughs> What's up, Rico? Thanks for having me, y'all. So this is going to be our expert guest today. He is the most Rican person we know, apparently. Uh, Rico, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Pardo uh, Abdel Avilas Avilas. I was actually born, raised, and educated in Puerto Rico. Uh, my parents are still on the island, so I lived in Quebradillas. And I went to school in Arecibo. And then uh, I joined the, I came to the States, uh, moved to like the continental US in 2008, joined the military there for a little bit, and then ended up in Springfield, Missouri, which is where I currently reside. That's some uh, most about myself. I'm not a history expert, but it's uh, Puerto Rico is a topic that I hold very dear to my heart because I'm from there and I was raised there and like, Everything that I am today, you know, is thanks to that little island that's 100 by 32. So, <laughs> glad to be here. Uh, we're glad to have you, man. We're really excited. And listen, to our viewers, we see you tuning in live. Once again, this is the point where I let all of our cast and crew know to make yourself private. You'll see a post, Rico, on your Facebook page. It'll be set to uh, friends only. Make it public. Uh, that way we can have all the comments that come in and we'll respond to your comments throughout the show. Let me go With ahead that and, being uh, said, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our last 
super amazing guest, my co-host for Deep Space, Crazy Uncle Marco. What's up, Marco? I told you about <laughs> that Uncle Marco shit. <laughs> listen, listen, for today's episode, have Crazy Uncle Marco or the Puerto Rican magician. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, what what intro? What intro do you want, man? Zero. Listen, I'm just saying. It's one or the other. I, I can't doubt <laughs> either because, you know, I'm Puerto Rican so and then, Italian, but I got Irish talking. kids. You know, here's the thing, though. Every time we talk, either you or one of your kids is 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 the ethnicity that we're talking about. Like, I feel like you got a full spectrum going on in your house. I don't know how many wives you've had, but you seem to have had a wife from every different race is all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm getting at. Spick's got good dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm gonna say one thing live on air because screw it me and the girlfriend were talking and she's like i was like so like what was the craziest thing you've ever had and she's like oh there was this puerto rican guy he looked like marco actually i was like shut up stop right there i'm done <laughs> jesus uh so apparently that, that no i've never been with any asians so don't worry oh okay thank god thank god all right Mark is the first person to comment with not today, social distance. Okay, um, cool. Well, social distance with us, brother. So what do you guys think on Puerto Rico becoming a state? Like, where are you guys at? Let's give, let's just start with that. I'll give you each a minute or two to, uh, you know, just kind of tell you our thoughts. So let's start with Alexa. Uh, no, I personally don't think um, they should become a state. I don't think it would be beneficial to them or for that matter, beneficial for us. Now, um, there are movements, I think, in this country to possibly make them a state. I obviously, it would at, be at the detriment of the island. And um, this is more of an opinion, but I do believe um, you know, maybe some Democrats think that we can get in more Democratic voters by adding this state. Um, as far as that goes, though, I mean, all of my family, um, my grandma is from, I'm probably going to mispronounce this because I'm the least Puerto Rican person on the planet, Utuado. I, I probably butchered that, but um, they're from there. My whole family says no; they don't. They don't want it to be a part of the U.S. And I just think um, governing it because um, they are a little bit culturally different than us um, would be quite the administrative task. So um, I just don't think. Well, let's pin, we'll pin that. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But let's go to our expert guest next. So first of all, did she butcher it? No. <laughs> 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 All right. And I'm an interpreter, so I'm gonna. If, if I hear you, say, listen, ask Adam. Adam has a joke about that. He says something in Spanish. One day, one day he said, he said something like that's it. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's not right. He's like, well, I was like, no, it's wrong with me. Like, I'll, I'll tell you. It's what I do for a living. Uh, no, man, it's she's on the she's on the dot. It's not, it's not something right now that's currently intelligent to do in my opinion and like uh economically it's not something that would be savvy and not only that but on top of that there's also a million other things that have to be considered and have to be talked about but there's also some benefits if it did happen but puerto rico right now kind of has the best two worlds in some in in certain aspects 
but it also has a lot of other issues. And economically right now, it's it's just, it's not going to happen. If it happened, I'd be extremely surprised. All right. Well, Marco, you go. And then I've got a couple of things that I want to get, get off. But Marco, I want to hear from you. So what do you think about Puerto Rico becoming a state? Oh, shit. We used to talk about it back Marco, in the day. Marco, you were muted. You got to restart. I'm sorry. All right. Are we good now? Yeah, you're good. All right. Um, as far as my family was concerned, um, my family ha- is mostly in Piletas, um, outside of, or in, in Lares. It's a small town inside Lares. Um, there, there are places in Puerto Rico, white boy. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that sounded it, like it, a bitch. Like, I'm hungry now. Like, I was like, in Piletas, what's that? Mm, that sounds good. He's over here. <laughs> um, it was mostly uh, the people really we're happy the way they were. I mean, they, they know they're part of America, but, um, they're, they're their own entity pretty much. You know, they, they, um, what I, what I seen the, the most concerns with, um, especially the past two days, I want to do a little research to bone up cause I haven't actually been on the Island for at least 10, 15 years. Um, and I'm noticing now there's a lot of propaganda. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's because of the push for statehood, um, they are dogging the shit out of Puerto Rico on online these days. Um, they're talking about how how uh, the island is covered in trash, how the it, it, there's so much corruption, which there is corruption there. I mean, eh, it happens. Um, but I mean, they just they totally took what's beautiful away from the island, kind of making it look like you know Puerto Rico needs to become a state to to fix itself. Well, I mean. They were getting monies. I mean, as far as them articles I was showing you yesterday, they America had big pharmaceutical companies all over Puerto Rico. I mean, there's a military base there that we don't even talk about. You know, when you hear bases in Puerto Rico, you think of Emotoro, the old fort, which is a tourist attraction. And um, just today, like I said, I was doing a little boning up on it. And uh, there's actually a lot of native Puerto Ricans that don't want even tourists there they're, they're saying that the tourists are taking over so i mean on one hand you got you got our government stating that it's a shithole that we need to fix it up and you know you got the people there saying stay the fuck out of our business you guys already got our name what the fuck else you want you know so i feel like what i want to say and just tag in on this is First of all, Puerto Rico is one of our territories, and historically, we have fucked our territories. We just we do not treat them right at all. Um, I think some important facts that most people don't know is Puerto Rico has a population of 3.9 million people who are technically Americans, and they don't have the right to vote. Um, I believe they're still taxed, so it's taxation without representation, which is kind of fucked. And if you just, just to give you, Marco, I see you and I'm, we're going to go around again, but just to give you some perspective, CNN says that that 3.9 million number, that is more than 21 of our lowest populated states combined. So just to give you some perspective on that, uh, Wyoming has a population of 500,000, Vermont, 600,000, uh, Alaska, 700,000, North Dakota, 760, South Dakota, 800. So you get where I'm going with this. This is this is a large group of people that we just kind of fuck with on a on a daily basis. Like they're just kind of like our, our kicking toy. So 
With that being said, uh, let's kick off the next topic, which is going to be Puerto Rican history. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second, Ryan. I want to give a, a little addendum to what I said about the voting. Um, I looked more into it because that seemed kind of shady to me. The, the thing is, if you are a resident of Puerto Rico, then you can't vote. What you have to do when you come to the mainland is get residency and then you can vote, mm-hmm. which, which just seems like a... Uh, you know, just some bullshit you got to jump through, but it's not like, you know, um, like the Mexicans or, or anybody else who come in and they have to get the green card and then they have to go through all them types of shit. So they can vote for president, but they have to have some kind of residency on here on the mainland. Well, and that's the real, I mean, honestly, that's the only reason I can think of that our territories are still territories is our archaic system doesn't want to give these millions of people the right to vote because it'll completely fuck up the power structure for a few years. That's it will. It it doesn't matter which way they vote. It doesn't matter if they vote left or right. That's that's if you add all of our territories together, it's gonna to be millions of voters that are now just thrown into it. So it would fuck up everything. Nah, right. I don't know about that, but all right. What was the next topic? Puerto Rican history. Who wants to go first? I, I want to hear Richard on this. All right. Um, what would you guys like? Uh I want I want to know what's going on with your Wi-Fi and who's coming to get you right now. That's what I want to know. Oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> La Migra! <laughs> Puerto Rico, immigration's already kicking at the door. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm waiting for dudes and, like, helicopters to start, like, paddling down and take me. No. Um, what would you like to know specifically? Like, is there something specifically or just like in general? Because I can give us, go. Give us a general. Give us a give us a general outtake of Puerto Rican history, at, like from your perspective. Oh God! So, Puerto Rico was once an island that was inhabited by Indians called Taínos. Taínos were indigenous uh, agriculturists. They were great agriculturals and they had gods. So when you look at the island. The, the slogan for Puerto Rico is La Isla del Encanto, Borinque. Um, Borinquen comes from the Taino word Boriquen, which basically is what they call Puerto Rico nowadays. What ends up happening in the late 1400 is that Christopher Columbus comes and discovers Puerto Rico, and they come to discover that Puerto Rico has gold. Puerto Rico used to be filled with gold everywhere. And I don't want to use the word tricked, but they pretty much started exchanging with the Tainos. And many, many eons later, they enslaved them and started enslaving them in order to take over the island. Fast forward into 1898, and you know, this was just yesterday. This wasn't like maybe a hundred and somebody do the math for 110 years ago or some crap like that, right? 130, 120 something. And what ends up happening is during the Spanish American War, the United States comes and invades Puerto Rico and they pretty much send the naval cruiser and they say, hey, this is ours now. And the Spanish were like, nah. And the Americans were like, yeah, this is ours. And like a couple hours, they take over the island. So in 1898, what ends up happening is the United States takes over Puerto Rico and the people are free. But by then, there had already been a mixture because they've been trafficked. And then when the Tainos started dying out because they were just their, their bodies weren't meant to be enslaved like that. They brought over the blacks. 
And then there's a mixture in there of the Spaniards, the Tainos, and, <clears throat> and African-Americans, Black people. And that's where Puerto Ricans come from. That's where it is. And it's funny because when I did like the DNA test, I did it two times. And both times it came back to 50-something uh, Spaniard and then like 16 or 18 Taino and like some other random stuff. So what ends up happening is the United States takes over. When they take over, the Puerto Rican people are happy and excited, but then there's an issue. Since the Spaniard took us, there was never really a time where Puerto Rico had a vote for it. And this is where it gets really in-depth. So in 1910, pretty much Spain and the United States sign a contract indicate, well, listen, Puerto Rico is going to be yours. You guys can have it. You know, it was ours, ours, and it's your guys's now. And what ends up happening for many, many years is that they're kind of in limbo because no one really knew what to do. So World War I kicked off and something called the Jones Act is enacted, which said, hey, these people right here, they're, they're also American. So that's how Puerto Rican people have dual citizenship, which you can actually also give up when you're born. You're, you choose to do that. Or you can choose to And what ends up happening is that when the Jones Act kicks off, they put in a military there. It's called the, the Fighting 65th Infantry. You know, the Screaming Eagles, the 1st Infantry Division, everybody. So what's happened during 1920s is that there's a political party that formed that a lot of people nowadays compare it to BLM and some other extremists because what happens was Puerto, Rican's people, Puerto Rican people weren't happy with it because we were being treated like doggone shit. And it's like, yeah, we'll give you citizenship and you're just part of us. And there was really no clear rules. Fast forward to all the problems that they had where there was a lot of shootings, there was a lot of killings. And World War II, post-World War II, what ends up happening is that Puerto Rican people had fought in World War II. And there were guys that weren't giving Medal of Honors or, you know, a lot of awards because they were Puerto Ricans. And it's incredibly funny to me because... We went to fight in World War II, the Germans, who were killing the Jews, but we were treating Puerto Rican people and black people kind of in the same matter, in the same regard. And military history is something that I'm really big at, and I always say, and I throw it out first, if there's one thing that I ever want to do is a show about uh, Medal of Honor recipients, because it's one thing that I'm I'm extremely excited about. So what ends up happening in the in the 1940s, late 1940s, is that uh, there's a plan to go kill the president at that time. The plan is enacted in the early 1950s where there's a shootout at the Capitol where four extremists, extremist Puerto Ricans go and they go and they try to kill the vice president and the president, which if I recall correctly, the vice president wasn't at the White House. He was somewhere else. And they end up in a shootout where hundreds of rounds get exchanged. What ends up happening is that the first governor of Puerto Rico is is now elected. And during that time period, the uh, Estado Libre Asociado is enacted, which pretty much is the law that is the Commonwealth law. Now, what the Commonwealth law said is, hey, you guys do your own thing. You guys can have your own constitution. You guys can have your own law similar to us. You guys have a bipartisan group. You have a democratic group. You have, you have an independent group. Have three parties, and then that's where Puerto Rico finally saw. Some people. 
but the first governor was Democrat uh, was uh, elected by the people in 1948, and his name was Lee. He was a writer, author. He was a great man. I don't mean I don't mean to interrupt, but is he breaking up for anybody else? Or is it just me? No, he's uh, Rico. You're giving us great. You're giving us great stuff, man. Just yeah. go leave and then come back with the same link. Sometimes you get a little glitchy if you sit oh, for too long in the room. So. Right back. Oh. All right. Well, um, Ghana, kind of wanna, I have one question about Puerto Rico a little bit. I, uh, that lives in Guatemala. And in Guatemala, there's a huge history of like colorism, you know, where it's like kind of the upper class people tend to be the more um, European descended people because of the whole like Hacienda system and everything like that. And um, the lower class tends to have more indigenous blood, you know, as though like we in America might view them all as like the same race. I think it is an interesting point, you know, when you go into some of these like Latin American countries, and I'm kind of curious if Puerto Rico does this as well, where it's like, you know, some of them, you know, who we may not view as white are viewed as white there and, and then the lower class is kind of the more indigenous. Hmm. Well, let's definitely ask our guest when he gets back. Um, From what I know of it, um, like in Puerto Rico, there is, there's no middle class pretty much. You know, there's either upper class or lower class and they're all, I mean, there isn't too many uh, European, if you want to call it descent people there. Um, they, they're, they're pretty much Puerto Ricans. Uh, but, the one thing there is, though, there there is uh, a type of racism there. Um, I, I remember a lot of uh, my mom used to call us hebados when we were little, little hillbillies. Hebados, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean that there there is kind of hold a on, racism say, there. Say that word again. I'm sorry. Hebados. Okay, hold on. All right. All right. Now we're on time. All right. Anyways, <laughs> going on. <laughs> All right. Let me Look bring it. Alex. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back for <laughs> one second. So listen to our viewers. If you like this kind of content, please give us a comment. Give us a like and share. It's the best way you can help support the podcast for free is just leaving us a comment, giving us a like. It makes Facebook know that people like this shit. And it let, and Facebook shows it to more people. So with that being said, uh, let us know in the comment section, you know, do you think that Puerto Rico should be a state? That's kind of like the core of our discussion today. Yes, no, or maybe. Should they become a state in the union? All right, let's move on. Uh, Alexa had a question for our guest. Would you like to just run it back by him now he's here? What are yes, really. So um, I have some family as well that's in Guatemala. And in Guatemala, they have like a huge history. I think they call it like colorism, where the people with the more like Spanish European blood tend to be like of higher class. And they kind of, um, well, in Guatemala, they did a little bit of um, some way worse things to like some of the more indigenous blooded people. Yeah. Do they have that in Puerto Rico at all? You know, man, I, I don't want to speak generalizing, but mm -hmm. if you look at me, like I'm what I call the white kind of Puerto Rican, right? Like you really don't hear like the accent in me. And, you know, I grew up and growing up, I was like the little white boy, you know, and I spoke English, you know, I was an interpreter in the schools. So there is a little bit of that. You know, but at the same time, it's more of like ribbing, at least from my my experience. It's always been people just ribbing me like, look at you. Look, look at this fucking white boy over here. You know, you ever get called Guero? Guero. Uh, I don't think anybody had the balls to call me that. 
Yeah, everybody in my family calls me Weddle. <laughs> I don't think anybody in my family would have the, the balls to call me that. It would, it would, uh, it would, de- I would definitely say something. That would be like, um, calling, uh, it's like when people say gringo, you know, yeah, and you hear yeah, this a lot. Yeah. It's not really a term of racism, you know, like the origin of it, you can look it up, and I'm not going to go into that because I'd be here forever, but. It's more of a term of endearment, like, you know, kind of like when you call someone like, ah, oh, look at this redneck dude over here, you know? And the thing is, man, is that there's there's racism in Puerto Rico. Like, there's class racism. There's there's um, there's a lot of class racism, if you know what I mean. Yep. And the thing is, is that this has been happening for a very long time. Like, I remember when I joined the military, I lost a lot of people who were so-called friends. And I had people, you know, I, I left, I left the island in 08 and I had a lot of people calling me baby killer and whatnot. You know, I went to Iraq in June of 08. And when I came back, like a lot of people were just calling me baby murder and stuff like that. So you have that too. That's a huge thing, you know, but finishing up what I was telling you, like, there's a lot of craziness that happened and that capital shootout was huge because you know, the governor, Luis Munoz Marin, he begged everybody like, man, like, let's just try to get along. You know, we have it. We have it pretty good. But then what ends up happening is many years later, fast forward to like, I think 2016, there was like a sort of lawsuit. And I can't recall very well. And I apologize for that. But I can get back to anybody who wants to know about it. And it pretty much said, yeah, Puerto Rico isn't really independent. Like you guys. Yeah, you kind of can do your own thing, but you belong to the United States. But there's just so many things that have happened over the years. Like, you know, like I've experienced a lot of um, cultural shock and diversity, so to speak, where people have asked me for my green card. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that, ah, you're not part of the U.S., you know, you guys are just lucky. So, you know, stuff like that still happens. I still have people that they see me and they think that I've had someone tell me like one time they're like, you're a little too white to be Puerto Rican. And I'm just like, the fuck am I supposed to do? Walk around in a hat like this and offer you rice and beans and cocaine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that is the things that happen. So yeah, I got to put one of those in the back of my car apparently. So that way other Puerto Ricans don't, other Puerto Ricans know not to steal my shit, you know? So, so things like that happen. And here's the thing, man, is the history of Puerto Rico is written in, in a lot of blood. You know, like there was a lot of bloodshed and there's a lot of crazy things that happen over the years. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I laugh because we were just talking about this at the cigar shop. And I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, my God, they're trying to make Puerto Rico a state. I'm like, bro, go Google this. They do this every four years. Mm. Every time every time there's a new president, we go, we should make Puerto Rico a state. And then it's like it goes under the radar and they don't bring it up for another four years. So it's just something that get, happens all the time. I got two things I want to ask you. First of all, thank you for your service. Um, I, I got two, two on that kind of lean together here. Of course, they would call me back right now, um, <laughs> which threw me off. My first question was this. So, you know, it does go under the radar a lot. And I, like I said earlier, I really do think it is because they don't want those. They don't want that wild car in the voting. Do you think that that's probably a part of it? 
You, you would have to elaborate more because I'm not I'm not understanding what you're trying to say. You gotta like give me a little bit more. That's a little the vague. The corrupt system that is with our current election process doesn't want the wild card of Puerto Rico coming into the election process with however many electoral <laughs> votes they would decide to give you and all of the voters that would come in. I think that's probably why it comes up and then they shoot it down every four years. They're like, it, Yeah, this is probably not such a good idea. It it's <laughs> it's I my personal opinion is that they do that because it's just something to try to attract votes. Because, again, understand, like, uh, you know, uh, the gentleman had said, if you move to the U.S. or if you're a service member, mm -hmm. you can vote. Right. Yes. Yes. So like when I a move, lot. Yeah. So like when I moved to the U.S., uh, I was able to vote and all that stuff. But I think it's more like a political campaign for them to say, oh, hey, we're considering this like. Let me hang this 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 delicious little piece of paper right here, and then we're just and then you're just gonna throw it out and not give a fuck because you know there's a lot of stuff that's happened that most people don't know about. Like you know, like go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was telling Marco he's got one for you too. What's my up, Marco? Next, my next one though, this is really kind of important. So being in an island and you know being part of the U.S. and being a territory, this is kind of twofold. A lot of our territories, you guys are the first people to step up and serve. We have a lot of active military that comes from the territories. So is that, is being under the U.S. protection, is that still a big thing for our territories? Or like, I've kind of been wondering of the reasoning of why so many of you guys are willing to sign up and join the military and fight for a country that's still kind of fucking with you. So is the protection... <sighs> A thing or like, give it to me straight, buddy. Oh God, you you want me to get fucking shot, man? I gotta Let's... go to open mic after this, bro. <laughs> oh my God, you want me to get shot? Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, man. There's not a lot of advantages of staying in Puerto Rico. Okay, there's not, and I I love the island, but and we can touch upon this. There's a lot of corrupt shit that's happened. I'll give you an example. And this one touches me deeply and pisses me the fuck off to this day. Um, my dad was a cop for 30 years. Okay. For 17 years of my life, my father was an undercover narcotics officer. Okay. And you can Google, you can go on Google right now and type in special agent Richard Avila's. And the first thing that pops up, it's about 76 pages. You can read that. That's my father. You know what the government of Puerto Rico did years ago? They cut down the pensions of every single teacher and cop from, I think, for like 30 or 20 or 30 percent. And this passed. This passed. And all these people had to retire with with a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars less than what they were expecting from their retirement. And the United States, from my understanding, did not do a fucking thing. So what happened was, and this happened many years ago, a lot of guys who were at the 25-year mark said, fuck this. I'm not, I'm going to retire with 15, 1800 bucks a month. Like that's not, that's not a living. So they left and then they went and they became truckers. So now you have a ton of truckers that came to us because they got fucked. So mm -hmm. the thing with serving is that number one, I served and I've had this conversation with myself many times. The original reason I had served was because I didn't really have much going on. Um, 
There's a lot of other personal reasons of things that happened to me in the island. And I just didn't really fit in. I just didn't really fit in. And I ended up joining because I was like, you know what? I want to do something else with my life. I can get, I can get ahead in life. I get an education. I get all these other things and I'll do it. And it, it was, it was great for me. It's one of the best things that, that, that I ever did in my life. And many people can disagree. They don't think that that was the best thing that happened because, you know, there's some things that I saw and some things that I did. But the thing is, man, is like the other option I had was just sit on the island and suck on a governor's tit. Because the thing in Puerto Rico that happens that a lot of Puerto Ricans won't tell you is that unless your party is up and at it, you're fucked. No one will mm. want to hire you. Because the problem that we have is that unless you're part of my party, then I don't want to touch you. I don't want to talk to you because I want my party to be on top. Mm. So that's one of the main issues why a lot of people serve and a lot of people leave the island. And then they come here and they, they do good and they bash the United States because I know a lot of guys that do it. I know hundreds of people that do this. And they go back to the island and then they leave the island again. Because it's just, it's just, you can't sustain, you can't be economically sustainable there unless you're in the entertainment industry or in the pharmaceutical industry, which is one of our biggest things in, in, in Puerto Rico. The entertainment industry is what, what has kept a lot of the economy alive. And so is the pharmaceuticals. But that's one of the reasons why a lot of people join and they leave the island, man. It's one of the reasons I will never, I will probably never move back to the island. So it's it's the same thing they do to the inner city here. It's it's a way out. It's it's it's, it's a, a way, way out. Better. It's a way out. And yeah. like the thing is, man, you lose a lot of friends. Like I had a friend. I never forget this, man. And this really hurt me. I had a friend of mine that uh, I thought we were really close. And when I came back with my uniform, you know, I lost. I had to lose like a hundred pounds to get into the military. And you know, when I came back, he just looked at me. He's like, "You're a fucking baby killer." And I was like, "Whoa, homie! Like, what is your problem? Like, you don't even know what I do in the military. I was an MP." You know, and it's just like, it's one of those things that you kind of like get secluded, you know, mm. and you have a lot of people that are like that under that mentality. And that's fine. You know, I'm a firm believer, like, if that's how you feel, you know, we can sit down and talk and have a conversation, but it's not somewhere that you're going to prosper. It's very, let me rephrase that. It's, it's very hard to prosper in the island and do, do well, you know? Plus, I like white women, so. Nah, that's, hey, hey. <laughs> all right, all right. We got a lot of questions. Right, Marco's been waiting to go patiently, so we're going to let Marco go right after this. We got to plug our sponsors. We're a little bit overdue, so we're going to do that right the fuck now. First of all, still, we got a lot of people in the group. We're about to answer Dave Garza's question right now live on the air. And uh, leave us a comment. Let us know if you think Puerto Rico should become a state. Help us grow. All right. First off, check out the Eargasm Comedy Showcase. That is what you are watching this show on. We put together a lot of podcasts. One of them is going to be One Joke at a Time live every Saturday. You can check out Mike and Spike. You can also check Marco out at Area 50.9 every Friday or watch him on one of his many shows on Upside Down Studios. And then most importantly, I want to get to our paid sponsors. So first of all, Quick shout out to Feel Better with the Invest in Yourself podcast. Listen, if you've ever wanted to do this, if you ever wanted to start a podcast, you ever wanted to trade stocks, you ever wanted to open a business, Phil has gone three seasons now. He's on his third one, and he brings on millionaire guests, billionaire guests, and they teach you how they came up and give you some nuggets. So please go check out that show. And finally, our newest sponsor to the deep, darkest place of my heart i want you guys to go check out ohio city 
barbecue. The food is fantastic. Eddie is in a contest right now. He's trying to take home the number one spot for Cleveland. And if you have not had their ribs, their greens, their food in general, you need to take yourself down to Ohio City right there on Lorraine. Get some Ohio City barbecue. They are our newest sponsor. Thank you guys for taking care of us, and we're going to make sure to take care of you. So go eat some barbecue. Marco, I need a drink of water after that shit. What do you got? <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, going back to to what um, he was saying about the the last time they tried to do the whole uh, statehood thing. It was back in 2014, I believe. Um, and it, again, it was the Democrats trying to push for it. But the big thing that got it pretty much booted off the island and he thought of it was, and my mom and I had this uh, discussion also. Uh, she can't stand my views on shit. Um, the biggest issue was, I guess everybody was for it, or so-called, you know, the, the government there in Puerto Rico was for it. But the big issue was the, the U.S. demanded that um, Puerto Rico become a total English-speaking uh situation like they wanted uh spanish to be the second language which is some bullshit you know you come to america you speak the language you go over to uh, to anywhere else you speak their language i don't care if it's jamaican i don't care if it's puerto rican or whatever the hell so i guess that was one of the big issues there um going on there but also um the the one thing i i caught a different side of the history of the taino tribe mm -hmm. um from the history that I learned from my family and the, the books that I've read and, and things that I've looked into, um, it wasn't so much that the Tainos were uh, slaves. When when they came over, they were pretty much uh, one step up, the indentured servants or whatever. They were pretty much forced, but they got paid to do what they did. And Puerto Rico ended up becoming the shopping mall for slaves. So... You know, the Taino tribe pretty much ran everything for the Europeans or the Spaniards, whoever, you know, was on which side of the island selling the people. But the Puerto Ricans were pretty much the ones that were selling them for them. That's why I make a big I make a big argument of, you know, when they have these big racist debates and stuff about why uh, white uh, the black folks don't like white people so much when it's actually, you know, they white folks were buying the black folks from Puerto Rico. And and then, you know, in the intermixing with the slaves being there, that's how we the Taino and the blacks got together, and that's where we got our, our black bloodline also. But I, I never heard of the Tainos being slaves or or being ran off of anything. They pretty much were like kind of forced into the corporation. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the historical accuracy of that. I do know that there was a lot of trafficking with, in Puerto Rico and there was a lot of back and forth from the Tainos being brought from one place to another. I don't know about that. I do know that in the beginning it was painted in a way that it's like, well, you know, you guys do this and we give you that. And that was how a lot of technological advances happened. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened. So that is partial truth. What happened was that the Tainos weren't, weren't built for that. Like, they really weren't. The Tainos were very, very skinny people, and they were they were very set in their ways of, like, their religion and whatnot. And, of course, you know, try to introduce Christianity and Catholicism and all those other things. And then what ends up happening is that they were like, mm, nah, this isn't going to work. Like, you guys need to work more. 
the diners are like, all right, you need to pay us more. And they were like, mm, fuck you, no, we're not going to yeah. pay you more. Uh, you're going to do what the fuck we tell you because we own you. And they're like, you don't technically own us. And that's when, um, I think it was Juan Ponce de Leon, and my memory fades me, they thought he was a god because the Tainos also believed that the Spaniards were gods because they were blessed by the sun and all this other shit, and they came in the, these the boats. Gold, the gold the uniforms. The gold uniforms yeah. and all that, and like their metal. And then they drowned one of them. <laughs> it fucking and, drowned and, one and, of them. And, and the guns were a big thing, too, because the they, had never, they had never seen guns. They had never seen guns. So that was all part of it. But here's the thing, man, is... Everybody, everybody and their mother was into the slave trade, into the trafficking trade. Were Tainos in it? I, I wouldn't know. I'd have to do some research. Does it sound like something that makes absolute sense to me? Fuck yeah, it does. It, it does make sense to me. It absolutely does make sense if you think about it in the terms of like trading and whatnot. But man, at the end of the day, it's like, did they really have a choice? You know no, see, that's no. what I'm saying. I don't think they had a choice. They were that's, like, there was that one step up from the slaves. Yeah, you know, we'll give you a couple of dollars, but you're gonna do this whether we give you yeah. a couple of dollars or not. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, you know, like I, I, I remember, like, in school, like in Puerto Rican school, me growing up, they didn't teach us American history. Like, bro, to this day, I'm, I'm actually now reading about uh, post World War One. Uh, prohibition era, like mm. all that gangster stuff and whatnot, because it's not something they teach. When NASCAR think, started, yeah. So there you go. So that's how they start. NASCAR had started, if I recall correctly, because yeah. there was a bunch of guys that wanted to make betting legal, and they also wanted to drink. So well, like they needed fast cars to to bail with the moonshine. So see, mm -hmm. and that's where I'm at. They don't teach us that type of stuff. You know, English. They do teach us English. Um, back when I was in, you had to take the LEP test, that's how I became an interpreter because I didn't have to take it. Like my dad was uh, very adamant that I learned English and that uh, I um, was very good at English and that's why now I'm an interpreter. But I agree with you, like you should learn languages. You should absolutely learn languages because it's another way for you to communicate and expand your vocabulary. The problem is, is people wanna look at things as, oh, you're forcing me to do this, you're forcing me to do that. And like, man, like, I, I see that point, but I also see the point of like, well, man, I'd like to be cultured. Like, I've been to Japan. I've been to Iraq, and I wouldn't even consider that a vacation. I've been to Germany. I've been to Spain. I lived in Korea for two years. And language is something that it's so universal because we can't really communicate unless you speak the same language or unless we have some common understanding of what we're trying to say. So... The language thing, I can see that being an issue. The other thing I can see being an issue is like you would have to revamp uh, the way that we teach in Puerto Rico, you know? And I don't know how it is nowadays. You know, I'm not very aware. It's been about four or five years since I've been to the island. But the thing is, man, is like, you know, you, you have this place that has so much potential. And to answer the question that someone has, Dave Garza, about what's the point of having a territory? Well, it's military strategy. It's it's just a strategic. It's just a, a military thing. It's a strategic military point point of entry that I can put something there. There you go. You can, if you can pull that up, can you zoom in on? The, no, I can't zoom. But this you can't is zoom this. in. Okay. So if you look at the two islands to the right of Puerto Rico, you have Vieques and Culebras. We used to have a place in Vieques that is where the Marines used to practice their ordnance, 
and the economy thrived very well there because I remember when this happened. And then some uh, independent independent party people called Ruben Berrios, which I remember the Puerto Rican comedians used to just make fun of this guy. Uh, he ended up getting it out of there. And now Culebra is just this island that if you want to get a loaf of bread, it's like 15 bucks, you know, mm. because there's nobody there. So that's the the reason to have a territory. It's just a strategic, it's a military strategic point it's in just, case anybody invaded. Yep, it's a place to put a base, and it's a it's a, a little little stopgap between your front door. Listen, we're running yep. out of time actually here, so you've been an amazing guest. Um, we're gonna have to have you back. I want to pull the conversation <laughs> back in. Wait a minute, Alexa had one uh, 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 question I, I, before we switch up. I'm I'm aware. I'm, <laughs> I'm hosting right now. This is this is me hosting. Thank you. Um, so listen, we got to wrap things up here. I do want to bring the conversation back to the pros and cons of statehood and what you guys think. We got about 10 minutes here. Um, I'd like to open it up to our viewers. Some of you guys have said yes. Some of you said no. So if you haven't commented yet, let us know whether you think Puerto Rico should finally become a state. And with that being said, Alexa, I'm going to give you the floor for five minutes. What do you got, girl? Unmute. Unmute. Sorry, I think my neighbors, like, I think they, like, got caught or something because, like, it was, <laughs> it was you. It's Puerto Ricans. It's Puerto Ricans. It's Puerto Ricans. Blame the Puerto Ricans. Pretty much. It's, like, upstairs. But, um, no, when you were talking about entertainment, I feel like um, we would be losing an opportunity with three Puerto Ricans in there to not get our opinions on Walter Mercado. You want my opinions on Walter Mercado? Yes. <sighs> You're trying to get me stabbed at a mic. What are you doing to me, people? I gotta go to a mic. Listen, man. I never. I I met Walter Mercado once. Um, I don't have anything negative to say to him. I'm not a firm believer of this whole um, stars aligning and you know the. the Listen, this is my best impersonation of Walter Mercado. Okay, here we go. Watch this. Hold on. Y las estrellas te van a venir a salir porque hoy vas a estar divino. Leo, 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 Leo. Yo veo en tu vida que vas a ver todo en la vida, Leo. That's my thoughts on Walter Mercado. No siento, Telemundo. <laughs> Telemundo. There you go. That's that's the best impersonation you're gonna get out of me. He's a good guy. I met him. I met him once uh, when I was in the university. He was really cool to talk to. He's a very intelligent person. But I just never believe in that type of stuff. But no. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get stabbed leaving the house. I already feel it. <laughs> Especially after he had his movie come out on Netflix this year. Do you know the amount of messages I've gotten? This is why I'm glad like I'm not famous because I guarantee you people would come ask me all these sorts of things because I grew up with that. Like I remember, listen, I remember when Shakira was doing emo. Hell when yeah. She had, when she had black hair and it, it, she was there hot was then too. Yeah, she was hot then too, bro. And I met her one time. I saw her and I was like, that's when I Shakira is the reason I like skinny white women with dark hair that are emo. Shakira is responsible for that. It's not anime. It's not punk. It's not Papa Roach or Blink-182. It's Shakira. I blame Shakira. She's okay. a beautiful woman. Uh, there were some other contributing factors there, but okay. <laughs> 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 he, re, 
Rico doesn't know this, but he 100% just guaranteed that he'll be back on this show with us again. So <laughs> yes. I was, I was, I was, I was pretty much in at history. I was pretty much in at history, but then he said Papa Roach in anime. And yeah, this motherfucker's coming back. Oh, dude, right. you haven't seen it. You haven't seen, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Closing comments. We got about 13 minutes left in the show. Um, we wanted to get to two other topics. So I'll ask you guys what you want to finish up on. We wanted to talk uh, Puerto Rican economy and Puerto Rican culture. Um, my yeah. personal opinion, I think um, the question of statehood, um, you really can't answer without delving into um, the economic decline as well as um, the loss of several of those manufacturing jobs, because that does play a, a big part in the political circumstances surrounding Puerto Rico. Well, let's talk. Let's talk economic decline then. So, how much of the economic decline, and this is a question for you, Rico, is how much of it is to blame on American bad policies and all the horrible shit that we've done to you as a territory, and how much of it is to blame on your corruption and the bullshit that goes on in Puerto Rico? Where Where are we at? I'll put it to you this way. If I give you $100 right now, right, and I tell you, let's say Alex, right? Let's use Alex, for example. Alex, if I gave you $100 right now and I said, hey, Alex, the only thing that you can use this for is for general supplies. Um, you can use it to get food. You can use it to feed, you know, your, your furry kids. You can use it to get your kids. You can use it to feed your family, but only that. And you go and you get, let's say, a boob job. How pissed, how pissed do you think I would be? Um, I mean, it depends if you get to use them afterwards, I guess. Okay, I right? Really, right? Really no, no it's the, the best answer. That's the best answer. That is the answer that I was expecting her to say. Okay, so now let's say that I give you tens and thousands of gallons of water, and then you hide that water all over the island, and then you say, hey, we don't have shit. This is bullshit. American people, they don't fucking care about us, bro. The Americans. And then I find that water. And I say, hey, motherfucker, there's 10,000 gallons. 10, I'm going to say 10,000 gallons of water that you hid. And you're talking shit about me. And then you sweep that under the rug. How pissed do you think I would be? So let me put it to you this way. The social, the, the economical decline has its hand in hand with policies. Okay. And hand in hand with how fucking corrupt people are. Yep, that should answer your question beautifully right there. Pretty well, pretty well. But I back to your analogy. I really think it depends on the titties. I really exactly. like that we're exactly. Americans. It really, but, it really depends hey, on okay. how good of a pair so, of titties you got. That's so, what I'm so saying. I'll, I'll give it to you right now. Her titties would be a Commonwealth. I can look at them and everything, but I can't play with them because it's a Commonwealth. I own them. I technically own them because I paid for them. But hey, I can't use them because it's a Commonwealth. It's for her and forever who she decides to let them use. But you can't get mad at me because I gave you money for food and then you use it on titties and booze. So you just turned Puerto Rico into a so titty bar. basically what you're saying. My man, is, oh. I know what I'm talking about tonight in the comedy club. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so basically what you're saying is Puerto Ricans are the most American Americans that have ever American is what you're getting after here. It's, I'm we, not... we gave you food money and you spent it on drugs? What whoa, the fuck, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Man? That is not what I said. That is not <laughs> what I said. It's not oh, what I said but, at all. No, but, 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 let me bring it back. Oh, we, gave you, we gave you food money and you spent it on drugs and titties. 
Drugs and titties. Really? Oh God. My Let me talk to your parents. Let me my talk family's to your parents. gonna see this. My family's gonna see this, and I'm Let gonna me, get disowned. Let me talk to your parents. You are my parents, <sighs> essay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There you go. That's a perfect example of it. You Thank know what you. I'm saying? <laughs> go ahead, Alex. Okay. So um, I have a question. Um, as far as um, do we have the graphic, Ryan? We have a couple. Yeah. What are you looking for? Um, the graphic of the economic decline from um, 2010, I believe, to um, present. So not this one. That is a beautiful. You can leave that uh, graphic right there. That yeah. is beautiful. This, I think this matches the Puerto Rican economy really. Like, oh, like God. don't listen, listen. If you oh. don't join the military and you come, that to looks the state, like it came from an Arab store. Open up. Oh, how no, dare no. you, good sir? Oh, how dare you? Yeah, he's blocked for the next five. Oh my oh, God! I literally just muted him for the next five. Listen. Listen, Puerto Ricans, if you come from the islands and you come to America, right, there's like the military or you can open up a food shop. And all I'm saying is if you open up a food shop, I paid $15 for this rice like two days ago. Okay. That's did all you? I'm saying. I I'll did. show you how to make it. It was I'll big. Show you, I'll show it you how was, to make it. Oh, it was so big though, dude. It was like a pot. But yes, please. Yo, I'll me. show you. I'll show you how to make it. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you my recipe. I'll send you a video. I got you. Dude, we'll do a you. cooking thing. It'll be great. So, but I think yeah, she's yeah, looking yeah. for this, this, this one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, as far as Puerto Rico goes, of course, they used to be a huge manufacturing hub. Um, I believe the American government was giving subsidies for um, businesses to build in there. Eventually, the subsidies ran out. And kind of leading to, um. As someone who's been in Puerto Rico, um, do you blame predatory lending at all with some of the issues? You would have to explain to me what do you mean by predatory lending, because I'm not I'm not very versed in economics, and I apologize for that. Okay, um, no problem. It's um, as far as America was kind of you know these very low interest rates, kind of without a care, whatever, whatever, and it's like feeding a country you know so much of these low interest loans. To the point that eventually they're going to burst and they're not going to be able to pay them back. It's kind of um, why a lot of developing nations don't like borrowing money from um, the World Trade Organization or anything like that, or the IM the IMF, because at some point, you know, it's like, hey, you have to liberalize your economies that benefit us, you know, build these things that we want here. But at that point, you know, then eventually you're kind of caught in the trap because <clears throat> you know, can't pay us back. Here's the thing. Any smart person that decides to invest, and I'm going to make a parenthesis on that, is any smart person that decides to take a loan, they need to understand economics a little better. You know, I own two businesses, and I do okay. And here's the thing is I understand that there's going to be good years. There's going to be bad years. I understand that if I take money, unless there's certain exigent circumstances, right, in exigent circumstances, I mean life site limb or a fucking pandemic like right now. You should have a fucking plan. Now, with that being said, I also understand your point of, well, it's a trap. It's this and that. But here's the thing is any smart person should know. And here's the other problem we have with that graphic is there's so many variables that I would have to. I, I don't really have like a like a like a straight answer for you, and I apologize because there's so many things that I'm not versed on when it comes to economics. And you know, I'm the type of person that I'm really good at minding my own business. And economics of Puerto Rico just isn't something that's really I'm, I'm very versed at. So I, I don't really have 
an answer or a proper opinion for me to say. But I will say this. If you're going to start a business and there's no market for it and you're using that money even though there's no fucking market for it, right? It would be like me giving you $100 and telling you to go get a boob job when you don't need one because you're beautiful the way you are or you consider like, hey, I don't think that I need it. And then you go and you spend that $100 on cocaine and flip that brick of coke and you make $10,000 out of it. So if you're smart, you would invest in something that you know views, that you can fucking have use for. The views expressed here do not represent the views of the company. Please don't buy it. <laughs> there'll, please, there'll be no. Please be, don't do that. Don't do don't, that. It's please it's don't. Just, don't we're, we're, most of us are comics in here. We're trying to make light of a situation. And the thing is, is like if you're gonna take money for something and well, you don't understand thing. it yeah go ahead what i wanted to tag in on this is i feel like most intelligent people understand that a loan by its nature is a trap it like, is a loan in its nature you are going we're going to let you borrow this but we're going to get ours back with interest and there's nothing you can do about it exactly because so, you signed the dotted line uh, all right, we got about five minutes left in the show. Listen, this was a really great episode. To all of our viewers <laughs> that chimed in, thank you guys for leaving comments. However, for those of you that are just joining or may not have heard, I'm going to ask you one more time. If you want to help support the channel, if you want to help support the show, give us a like and drop a comment. It makes more people see this. So with that being said, one last time, do you think that Puerto Rico should be a state? Yes, no, or maybe. Um, I want to ask that to the crew after having all these talks and kind of we could we could talk more on this, I'm sure. But I lean yes. I feel like they have all of like the punishment of a state without the privilege right now. Like like right now, you're you kind of already are. Just let them have it. Just let them have it. What do you guys think? Well, I'm I'm very impressed that our resident liberal has developed on um uh westward expansion and an American supremacist mindset. So um, congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations. You know what? Let's invade oh. Mexico and colonize them as well. I'm Caucasian. It's ingrained. It's what we do. It's what we do. They're going to build the wall. Puerto Ricans, they're going to build it. They're going to build a land bridge. They'll build it themselves. And I'm I'll tell you another thing. They're going to build this. No. Oh, I think I think a land bridge would be amazing. I think a land bridge to Puerto Rico would be great for the economy. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, I'll pour the first vial of cement. So let's get this thing going. Oh, no, my family, my family would come visit me all the time. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> oh, if you if you God. love anything in your fucking life, don't do that to me. That wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. All right, what do you uh, think? Statehood or no statehood? Maybe. Depends on a lot of things. Maybe. Depends All on right. a lot of things. We got a yes and a maybe. I'm going to take it to Marco. What do you think? No, because I look at it at the total opposite that you look at it. You're talking about, oh, well, you got uh, so much of the United States fucking you. You might as well get, you know, the rest of whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the it benefits, more. The benefits. No, no, stop, stop, stop. I'm looking at it. Uh, we got a little bit of freedom left. 
let's not give that shit the fuck up too. All right, now now hold on. Now I want to I want to chime back in, and then I'm gonna let Alexa go. I meant the benefits of statehood, representation in Congress, the right to vote. You know that representation in Congress, maybe getting some fucking funding and some actual projects that going on to help rebuild your price shit. Tag. It does, but you know what? They're already a territory, and we're already fucking them. So that's why. I and, oh, oh yes. let me end on this too, because we keep calling it a territory. From what, from the, from the research that I did, it is considered the last American colony. Okay, um, a colony. On paper, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Alexa, what do you what do you think? Yes, no, or maybe? She already well, said. I, I think I already said no, but I mean, I love your comment, Ryan. It's just like, you know what? You're just taking the tip at the moment. Let's just ram the whole thing down Puerto Rico. No losing. Dry. Dry. You're, you people are giving me flashbacks of being in the Boy Scouts and then being in the Army. <laughs> I was in the service too, bro, so I know what you feel like. All right, well, that, that was our vote. Let us know what you think in the comments. That's two no's and maybe in a yes. Help us break this thing up. Let us know what you think down below. And, hey, if you like this show and you want us to bring Rico back, let us know that too. This has been Deep Space. I'm your host, Ryan. That's your co-host, Marco. And that's the beautiful Alexa. And give it up one more time for Rico. And we are the fuck out of here. Have a great night, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>